Being a history nerd, I'm always interested in how places came to be named. For example, Missouri, or Missouri, my home state, is a corrupted version of the French name Missouri, which is a corrupted version of the Algonquin word ou Missourita. I think that's how you say it. I'm not sure. And that was the name that the Algonquins used for the Sioux and cultural group of natives that lived along the Missouri River. It translates, according to things I've read, the people of the dugout canoes. Since west of the Mississippi River, the native tribes made their canoes from dugout logs, whereas the Algonquin people of the Great Lakes and the Ohio River Valley usually made their canoes out of birch bark. On a side note, there's always an argument in my state about how to pronounce the name. Missouri or Missouri. Now, I use both. I grew up saying Missouri, but when I began to live in other parts of the country, whenever people would ask me, where are you from? I'd say, Missouri, and I would be corrected. Don't you mean Missouri? No, I mean Missouri. That's the way I fucking grew up saying it. It's the way I've always said it. Yeah, no, you don't know. You haven't been there, and then I have to get into this whole argument about what this and that and the other. Nobody's really sure how it's pronounced. And finally, I just wore down, and I found myself automatically saying Missouri to avoid the discussion altogether. Now, we can blame this argument on radio and television, specifically Walter Cronkite of CBS News. Cronkite, the son of a doctor who was born in St. Joseph, grew up in Kansas City until he was 10, and then his family moved to Houston, and then he attended the University of Texas in Austin. In the 1950s, he was asked, since you're from Kansas City, how do you say the name of your home state? Well, Missouri, of course, what he said. Like he even knew. He hadn't lived there for more than 30 years at that time since he was a child. And he lived in a very well-to-do, urbanized part of Kansas City. So we can thank Walter for this argument. When I moved to Dallas, Texas in 1989, I had always assumed that that city had been named after the 11th Vice President of the United States, George M. Dallas, a native of Pennsylvania. But while getting ready for this last trip to Texas, I revisited the history of the city and found that that assumption is probably not correct. Firstly, the settlement of Dallas was established and named by John Neely Bryan, a native of Tennessee, in 1841, three years prior to George M. Dallas being nominated as the running mate for presidential candidate James K. Polk in 1844. Now, like Polk, Dallas was a proponent of Manifest Destiny, the 19th century doctrine or belief that expansion of the United States throughout the North American continent was both justified and inevitable. Dallas supported the annexation of Texas and Oregon country, but he did not come to this agenda publicly until he was named Polk's running mate and supporting the presidential candidate's platform in 1844, three years after the city of Dallas was first settled. So, what's the truth? Was Dallas named Dallas when it was settled in 1841 by James Neely Bryan, even before Vice President Dallas was a national figure? Or was it not called Dallas until 1844 when it was platted out during the campaign of that year? And if it was named Dallas in 1841, before George Dallas became vice presidential running mate or whatever, why was it named such? Well, guess what? Some theories have been postulated. One, it was named after the vice president's brother, Alexander James Dallas, a Navy Commodore, but there's no connection establishing Commodore Dallas with James Neely Bryan. Number two, it was named after George and Alexander's father, Alexander James Dallas, who was the United States Secretary of the Treasury during the Madison administration and around the time of the War of 1812. But again, no established connection between Secretary Dallas and Bryan. Number three, it was named in a town naming contest in 1842, but there's no evidence, contemporary, or any written documentation that this ever happened. 
It was named after Joseph Dallas, who settled near Dallas in 1843. But again, that's two years after 1841, and there are no contemporary records showing that a Joseph Dallas lived anywhere in the area at that time. It was named Dallas after the modern version of the Scotch Gaelic word, Dale, which meant Valley of Water. Or it was named after the Scottish village of Dallas in County Moray, after which a number of places worldwide have been named. And this is the most likely theory, given that James Neely Bryan was of Presbyterian Scot Irish descent. But my favorite theory is this. The city of Dallas was named after a friend of founder John Neely Bryan. His son said after the man's death that his father had told him that he had named it after his friend Dallas, who had accompanied the pioneer to Texas. But there's no record of such a person. And given that John Neely Bryan had died in the Texas State Asylum for Lunatics, well, his friend Dallas might have been an imaginary friend. The truth probably will never be known. This is episode number 40. Welcome to the Brews Traveler, exploring the craft beer scene across North America, one craft brewery at a time. And now here's your host, the man who gets more MPP, that's miles per pint, than anybody, Alan Tatman. Hello, everybody, and thanks for finding us out here in the podcasting universe. I am Alan Tatman, and I'll be your host for the next hour or so. Today, we've got a very interesting interview. We're talking with three of the funniest guys I have ever had set down at a microphone with me. Chris Martinez, Chad Brooks, and Jordan Pratt of Petticolas Brewing Company in Dallas, Texas. These guys are the brewers, and it's thought by many people that Petticolas makes the best beer in Texas. And I can say, having sampled many of their delicious brews one evening, I think there's an argument that that's probably true. I think that'll come across when you listen to the interview. This is one of the most colorful interviews that I have yet done, and you'll hear that in just a bit. Tony is on assignment this week, but he and I are getting together this Saturday to discuss a couple of topics for future episodes. One more thing before we get on with the interview. I told you that I was going to give you two more episodes this week, but I'm sorry, guys. I've just had so much stuff come up, especially uh, trying to track down stuff with this Gaelic Storm concert and getting that in place, that uh, it's just needed my attention, and uh, I'm not going to be able to get you another episode out this week. Just this one, which I wanted to get out last night, but some beers and conversation got in the way. So you know how that goes, and I'm not going to do one over the weekend. I'll have your next episode to you. It'll be Monday or Tuesday of uh, the week to come. So, thank you for understanding, and I appreciate your patience. But now, let's talk a little bit about Petticoles Brewing Company. Tim Rogers, writing in D Magazine, a monthly periodical that focuses on what's happening in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, he wrote in this month's issue, While reasonable people can disagree, the following statement is one of fact, and arguing against it will only invite derision. Michael Petticolis makes the best beer in Dallas. And when I say Dallas, what I really mean is North Texas. So basically, the whole state. Now I'll put a link to both that story and to Petticolis's Brewing's website over on the Facebook page so you can read about Michael Petticolis and his unique history behind the creation of his brewery in Dallas. And one of the best parts of his creation are his employees. They're a great bunch of people who rolled out the hospitality carpet for me and Cody on an afternoon and an evening, and then again the next morning, at the beginning of my trip earlier this month. And so, here they are, Chris Martinez, Chad Brooks, and Jordan Pratt, the brewers of Petticolis Brewing, and this is your interview of the week. Hello, everybody. I am in Dallas, Texas, and we are at Petticolis Brewing Company, and I am here with Chris Martinez, also, also known as Burnleg, Chad Brooks, 
and Jordan Pratt. They are some of the brewers here, I would say. How many brewers do you guys have on staff? Three, yeah. Three. Three. <laughs> Currently, no, yeah, three. Yeah, yeah. They're, so they're the brew crew here at Pedicolas. And uh, uh, first off, I had your uh, flagship, your the Velvet, Velvet Hammer. Hammer. Yes, sir. A 9% Imperial Red Ale. Yes. And that's your flagship. Yes, sir. Most places, their flagship is going to be like this Kolsch, or it's going to be a lager that's yeah. about 5%, you know? And you guys are selling a big, heavy beer, and that's your number one seller. Yeah. It's, so not, our, it's not our fault. You know? It's not our fault, yeah. When Michael Pedicola started the brewery, uh, he never intended to have a flagship beer. He never intended to brew year-round beers. He just wanted to brew what the public wanted to drink. Just so happened that Velvet Hammer was the first beer that he ever brewed. Right. Um, we uh, went to our first uh, account and sold it to the public at the Meddlesome Moth, which is just around the corner here, Gastropub, if you will. And it flew from there. Um, City of Dallas loved it. The beer drinkers of Dallas loved it. And so he kept on brewing it. And it's roughly 50% of our sales right now. That's impressive. <laughs> Either you've... Uh you've tapped into a dedicated group of craft beer drinkers or you have educated Dallas. I'm betting it was the first rather than the second. Yeah. I'm thinking it's a little bit of both. Really? Okay. It's a little bit of both. And you know, you'll give it to some people who aren't normally craft beer drinkers and they'll love it. Yeah. Um, but you know, like the timid or the judgmental craft beer drinker of today, you know, you're gonna have some that love it, some that hate it. and. Some that hated because they've had it before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you have that's new? Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, I've already. Had I've that. had the. F Why is Hammer in all the accounts in DFW? Well, because it sells good. You're self-distributed. Yes, across sir. Dallas-Fort Worth metro area. Mm -hmm. How many accounts do you have? We are in roughly 500 accounts throughout um, the metroplex, so which encompasses, you know, the area codes of 972, 214, 469, 903. Yeah. I would, uh, I, I would have answered, we are brewers, so we really don't know. Yeah. I know for sure it's like 40 miles circumference around okay. Dallas. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Is there any distribution outside of that 40-mile radius? Um, there's a couple accounts in Waco. Okay. Um, Waco. Waco. Waco, Waco, Waco. That will come up and pick our beer up. Yeah. Um, we even heard a random story. We actually uh, partook in the story of a place in uh, Columbus, Ohio. Columbus, Ohio. Yeah, okay. Uh, Brewdog. Uh, oh, Yeah. You know, they drove oh, yeah. down and picked the, up some of our kegs. And that's the hotel for, that's a, that's the hotel a, for beer. It's a brew pub and yeah. a hotel for dogs. Yeah, they're like, we have some of your kegs here. We're like, what? How? How'd, how'd that happen? <laughs> so basically a random um, consumer. Right. So when, when, when they opened um, up, you know, they're from Scotland, I believe, brew dog is. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. And they wanted to, to get some examples of different beers from different states. So uh, for the state of Texas, one of the examples that was muled back to them was uh, Velvet Hammer. And it just so happened we were there at the bar, and like, and they're like, recognize our logo, and they're like, pull us to the back, and they're like, is this your kegger? Are these keggers? <laughs> yeah. And and uh, the answer was yes, yeah. So we were used as an example of their team that went out to try to like get ideas uh, for what popular beers in awesome. the United States were. I got to get a picture, of Chris, and especially the hat. I'm gonna get yeah. <laughs> he's got he's got pulverized hop pellets. All over his head, and he smells great. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, you, you smell very floral. Some and, people take baths. Yeah, some floral people. and uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 citrusy, evergreen. Uh, how'd that happen? So we're just uh, dry hopping a new beer. Mm -hmm. um, it's a hazy IPA that uses a Norwegian yeast that ferments at 98 degrees. Yeah, which is insane. Yeah, so where'd you come up with it? Where'd that come from? I didn't come up with it. Where did I'm not from Norway? Where did Mike? Where, where did Michael get it? No, no, the, the concept um, uh, in general, we had a, uh, a yeast provider, Omega Yeast, that stopped okay. by to do a little sales pitch, and it's just a yeast that struck my eye as something like, hey, you know, some people want new and in inventive right. all the time, and I was like, what, sometimes what, that what happens. Are, <laughs> what are the characteristics of this yeast now? I mean, like, say, like a Belgian yeast, that'll add, like, like banana and uh, fruit flavors sometimes maybe that bubble gummy taste yeah we're not looking for that at all no this, no no no. what's this thing do th this is more tropical uh, stone fruit uh, peach pineapple characteristics that really accentuate uh, tropical hops okay. citrus hops 
Um, so, so you're you're making a hazy with this, right? They they, 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 they sold it as a um, a substitute yeast for a London three that most breweries use for hazy IPAs. Okay. But this yeast, of course, ferments 98 degrees and also degrees. ferments out completely in about 20, uh, 48 hours. Damn. So yeah. Damn. I wish I wish I was here because I would like loved. I wish I was going to be here. Well, you are here. I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, no. I mean, when it's done, when it's finished, but in 48 hours, I'm going to be an yeah, awesome. It's pure oh, yeah. experimentation for us. We're just kind of like. Hey, let's have some fun. There's not a lot of research out on these things. So what are you going to name go this beer? <laughs> we, 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 we make jokes around here, right? So we ferment the beer at 98 degrees and it's a hazy uh -huh. IPA. So we're thinking about Nick LaHaze. <laughs> like Nick Lachey from yeah, 98 yeah, yeah, Degrees. Yeah. 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 The kids are going to love it. Oh, the kids will love it. No, there's no chance in hell Michael will allow that name to actually take place. But in the meantime, let's joke and have fun. It's going to. If it turns out right, it's going to turn out to be uh, the next beer in the What's New okay, series. Cool. Tell me, how did uh, Michael get started in this whole thing? He's the historian over here. I was the first then, hire, but he's the historian. Okay. Chad Stop it. You were too nice. <laughs> and Chad, not, well, we'll get into your background in a minute. But let's, I mean, you, if you guys really want to know the real deep background on the brewery, go to their website. It's uh, pedicosbrewing.com. Yeah. And there's a great, great right up there uh, about the history how michael's mother uh was kind of the inspiration for the brewery she used to uh in her hometown of el paso she would brew these uh amber was it lagers or yeah, amber yeah yeah amber yeah. mexican style lagers yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so let's they can go over there and look at that okay all right let's talk about how you guys got here <laughs> all right did any of you start out as a professional brewer well, that's a fun part of the story. Like none of us that actually work here that are employed either full-time or part-time right. have ever had experience or employment by another brewery at all. Okay. Um, so who was the teacher for everybody? I taught these two to the best of my ability, uh -huh. right? And Michael I, I taught you. Michael to me and, you know, we, we developed right. a culture within our brew house right. where just straight honesty and, right. you know, and, and you screw up. We call ourselves out all the time. And right. Giving each other shit all yeah, the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you can't learn anything if you don't make mistakes. Yeah, I yeah. mean, that's just, that's, I don't care what it is. But we, we, are, we are all very strong personalities as well right. that took to criticism very well and were able to recover from our mistakes and not beat ourselves up. And yeah, I, bet you, and, I, bet you, I bet you guys throw it out. You're so cute you right now. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so I remember, I remember the, the first time that he mashed in on Chad, mashed in on his own. And um, his initial gravity wasn't as high as it should be. And I just sat there mocking him. And, and then he just screamed at me, well, then teach me. <laughs> and, 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 I, and I was like, you know what? You have a point. I just was ribbing you the whole yeah. time. I should have actually like, yeah. So Chris, what's your, where's your background? <laughs> I was in, you know, like I, the reason Michael liked me the most and hired me was uh, whoa, whoa, <laughs> was whoa. The, whoa, whoa, favoritism much? Was the, well, he didn't know you yet. <laughs> was because I was into soccer and also, okay. was, uh, you know, as a home brewer. But the job that I worked before coming here was I was in the financial industry as in a non qualified deferred compensation plan. God, I always forget it. <laughs> Which, on. what'd you say? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> ba basically, that I was, like I, I was responsible for processing payments for uh, top okay. executives who are complete jerks um, at some uh, very you, large I think, companies. I think, I think you. I think you chose a better plan. Yeah, you know, and like I spent all my free time, lunch breaks, whatever, right. reading books and homebrewing during the weekends. And then yeah. naturally the bug takes over and you don't want to do anything else. And, and the company that I worked for went under and I was the only person in the room that cheered at the time. And uh -huh. I was like, thank God. And now I'm going to do something that I want to do because my wife, she makes a lot of money. And so, <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> You're a kept husband. I always say that. Rub it in, why don't you? Uh, it's a quote from one of the Harpoon head brewers, I think. Uh, he said, behind every great brewer is a woman who makes all the money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, you can say that about a bar owner, too. Yeah. You know, so. Chad, how'd you get, you come here? You uh, were a band yeah, I was a band. Uh, yeah, I was a band teacher for going on twelve years, and I was a home brewer for many years before, much like Leg and like uh, Jordan over here. Um, so we 
my wife and I always did this homebrew competition uh, down in Bishop Arts District here in Dallas called uh, Brew Riot. And it's where homebrewers get to set up a tent and they shut the streets down. And it's like a festival for homebrewing. And Leg came and tried some of our beers, said, hey, man, I like your beer. You want to come volunteer? That's what I sound like. It is. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I started volunteering here and, um, you know, was offered a job. And then, you know, one of my favorite taglines is, like, you know, teachers don't get paid any money, but brewers get paid even less. <laughs> but, but once we took this job, right. um, my beer budget went way down. And right. so <laughs> exactly. It was almost like a raise. Uh, <laughs> So yeah, we told you not to talk about that. <laughs> Some people people ask me, everyone, would you like to sell the pub? And I said, no, no, why not? Because I wouldn't be able to get all my beer at wholesale prices. Yeah. <laughs> you know? like, there are some there are some benefits. Jordan's and, got the most interesting story. That's yeah, Jordan, let's why, hear your story. Why does mine have to be the most interesting? Because it is. Yeah. Well, because you created yeast. I do not. <laughs> so. I was in the seminary before this job. Okay. And I Catholic? Uh, no, not Catholic, Protestant. So okay. I, I which one? To, which which it was, uh, it was called Dallas Theological Seminary. Okay. It's uh, downtown Dallas. Yeah. And it's a master's degree and it's a hundred and twenty credit program and I made it through hundred and nine credits and quit and got this job. <laughs> so it was it's called a U turn. <laughs> yeah, it was it was uh, you know when you know something's not right for you. Absolutely. You just know. Absolutely. And I, I, I could have, you know, powered through to the finish, but at the end of the day, I got a job here, and it's working out much better. How long have you been here? Uh, since 2015. Okay, so you've been here four years. You've been here six. Uh, yeah, I'm, um, I'm on my six. Yeah, yeah, on my six year. Going on seven. Seven. Yeah. yeah. We... I need a beer. Oh, I can get you a beer. Oh, oh, and I'd be remiss. I'd be remiss. Uh, Mr. Mr. Michael Finley. It's uh, the cast check. Okay. Uh, Okay, so this is... All right, so I got Michael Finley here. Uh, What's your role here, Mike? Marketing and events. Okay. And the man that just brought me this beautiful beer. Uh, I'm one of the lead managers. What's your name? Uh, Matt Whistler. Matt Whistler. Yeah, there you are. Okay, yeah. Sometimes Whistler. Sometimes we'll see. From Ohio and in Indiana? Yes, sir. Where? Uh, Dayton, Ohio, and Southern Indiana, and uh, Louisville. So Louisville? Louisville. Yeah. That's in Kentucky. Oh, yeah. So you were in Clarksville? I know Clarksville. Okay. Oh, yeah. Right across the river. Exactly. Did right. you take the last train to Clarksville? <laughs> oh. Did you meet me at the station? <laughs> he took the last train. <laughs> <laughs> he took the last train from Clarksville, yeah. and now he's in Dallas. So, um, what have I got here? What's this beer? Oh, so that's the cask. Uh, that is our first love. It's our wheat beer Ooh, with I didn't uh, fresh that. blueberry. Uh, that Chad's in with charge of blueberry. Yeah. Yes. What's the ABV <laughs> of this? It's so like it matters. I'm, it's, par- it's low. I'm parked in the driveway. I'm not going anywhere. Uh, 5.5. Five and a half. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's American wheat. Are all of you from the Dallas area? No. No. Where are you from? I was born yes. in Las Vegas. Light youth in uh, California, and then How'd by the time know? I was third grade, I was uh, here. Well, I, 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 uh, yeah, I, uh, originally born in Indiana, did a little early, early time in Georgia, but um, basically grew up in Dallas-Fort Worth. Okay. Uh, right. Northern suburbs. You're naturalized. How many years have you been here? I've been here uh, since around the age of eight. And so, okay, uh, so yeah, you're naturalized. You're naturalized. I don't say y'all. Y'all. So y'all. therefore, I don't we, we do. We do. In, we do in Missouri. I do. Uh, <laughs> I do. <laughs> say y'all. Yeah. Uh, what so about I'm, you? Fr- I'm from Scranton, Pennsylvania, and I moved down here in 2007. So. Okay. <laughs> so you've only been here about 12 years, then. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So tell me about your portfolio here. Okay, I know one thing. You don't do any wild yeast strains. You don't do sours. Yeah. So, tell me about your 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 flagship is an imperial red yeah. ale. So, so, go from there. So typically the approach we've always taken is we, as a brewer, you brew what you want to drink. I think most brewers that you right. run into will say the same thing. Um, well, at the same time, you have to really expand things and give new offerings to make sure that. 
people stay interested in coming right. back now. It's not the same time where Sierra Nevada got to put out a pale ale and just let it ride, you know? And uh, it's, a, it's the same thing with Velvet Hammer. Right. It's the same thing with Golden Opportunity. We have to actually create, draw an attention to our brands. I mean, our tap room has 18 beers on, right? So And you have two barley ones. And we have two barley ones. So we still brew what we want to drink. <laughs> <laughs> But Sorry, Marilee, that you're not here. She loves barley. Yeah. And here's the shame of it, honey. They can't sell me anything to t for takeaway. They're, yeah. they, they can't do any package. They can only give you something for free. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, like, you know, you have to adapt. We never, right. like, uh, in the early years, uh, Michael was like, I'm not brewing an IPA. Everyone's brewing an IPA. And then eventually you realize you got to brew, gotta brew, an, you IPA, gotta brew yeah. an IPA. Yeah. And now we brew a lot of right, IPAs. Right. And I'm never going to brew a hazy. Like, uh, yeah, right. and now we, we brewed a hazy. We're maybe on round two on that. And I saw that. It looked delicious. It was. I bet it was. I looked but delicious. one thing we won't compromise, and I'll say this on the record, is we are not throwing cinnamon rolls into a mash tun. Right. Thank you. <laughs> or, right. or, or uh, you know, preservative so cereals and things you're, like that. You're using traditional right. ingredients. Yeah. As much as we can, yeah. yeah. So you're not throwing, you know, like, yeah, like I said, donuts and cinnamon rolls. Right. Don't think it won't happen. That was your uh, hazy IPA. Yes. All right. So I love your naming. <laughs> First love. Mm -hmm. Tell what's that? It's what you're drinking with blueberries. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so the the name the the reason for the name is like that was Michael Petticolis's first love of craft beer was oh, okay. a, was the American wheat American wheat and that's what got him into it and so that's why we named it that. What's new? So that's a new like R and D series, if you will. Um, okay. So if you go into a craft brewery or whatever, uh -huh. go into a bar, uh, everyone's asking, "Hey, what's new? What's ah, new? What do you, you have go. this? What's new?" And so we decided to make that our R&D series um, name, so to speak. So right now, it's an Oktoberfest. Okay. Martinson style. In April. Yeah. In April, <laughs> yeah. It, it almost seems like nowadays, whenever we release a, a new beer and it's a huge hit, right. and then, you know, we have the thought, could this be a next core brand, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, give it two weeks and you'll see that it's right. not. Right, right. <laughs> are, nope. there, are there core brands that still can come out? Maybe, but there's not. If we release Velvet Hammer today, I'm not sure if it's, if it'd have the same reaction. Right. With the general population. Well, that's true. I agree with you. But you put it out when you put it out, and now you've got fans, and they're introducing it to their craft right. beer drinking. Right. And the, and the truth of the right. matter is, they all love a great beer. Right. That and maybe, that is maybe in today's market they would uh, skimp over and, that and is move a, on. That's to the a great thing. beer. I'm probably I'm going to have another one of those before I get out of here. So. Good. Let's go back. Don't call it cola. That's a vanilla ale. Yeah. So what we did is we took our, um, basically, I mean, the story is we um, took our scotch ale and we did several casks of it with vanilla bean in it. Mm -hmm. And we got a whole lot of notes of uh, Coca-Cola, Dr. Pepper, uh, those kind of things from it. Um, and then the craft beer industry uh, magazines and blogs and everything are all about like cola beers right. or the seltzer or whatever. And we never want to say we're brewing a soda type beer. Right. So don't we call it a cola. Yeah. <laughs> we were like, yeah, don't call it a cola, yeah. but it tastes like But it. yeah, those are our first instincts on yeah. tasting that. Yeah. yeah. And Jordan, you were telling me you just developed a Pilsner. Yeah, so our What's the name of it? It's it's called Bicycle Pump. It's it's gonna be released next week. Oh, okay. There's a dance for that. Yeah. There's a I dance. thought you had it back there or in Well the... we we have it on tap. Oh in, 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 the, the, in, private the, back, in the private stack. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so so our brewery, boy is lucky right now. Yeah. <laughs> our our brewery hasn't made anything with lager yeast yet. So since two thousand eleven when the business opened really? we haven't made yeah. anything with lager. This is the first beer with lager yeast. And we've lagered it for two months. And it's a it's a German style Pilsner, closely re resembling the Northern German Pilsner, where okay. it's drier, crisper. Right. Uh, nerd forward. alert! No, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's it's my baby. It's my baby. <laughs> Beer nerd. Beer nerd. Right, yeah. yeah. Oh god. Um, <laughs> so what's the ABV on that? The ABV is 5.8. I would have really been surprised had you said that was low ABV because. 
flagship sniper. Well, so. one of the things about our brewery is <laughs> when we make a recipe, what we design it for and what actually happens tends to be different, and it's always higher alcohol than what we intend. Oh, but, we, but, but we that's not a bad thing. Yeah. <laughs> we? We, know we, we? We. So when I designed the recipe, I was hoping between five and five and a half, and it ended up 5.8. So Way off. Yeah, way <laughs> off. That, that, no, that's good. So what? other than that, what's your favorite beer in your lineup? Oh, besides that, uh, what I drink most of is Sit Down or I'll Sit You Down, Okay. which is our double IPA. Yeah. It's a full-time beer that is fantastic. <laughs> it, and I would say this, all the brewers drink that daily. Right. Multiple. We go through basically a keg a week of that. Yeah. Amongst as, the, as that's a, a half barrel, as, as a yes. not a sixth barrel. As Correct. A, as, 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 a company, as a company, not between right. three people, but right. as a company. Right, right. Chad, what's your favorite? Uh, I'm gonna go with that too. Yeah. Right. Sit down. Or sit, uh, like my Twitter, Instagram handle is Chad Needs Hops, and <laughs> that's our biggest uh, hoppiest beer, and I love it. So, Chris. Yeah, I'm, I'm like the seasons man. I, I, I changed. Like right now, I'm on a "Don't Be Scared" kick. Okay. Um, Which is really a barley wine. Yeah, right. Barley wine, three-hour boil. It's tons of hops. It's fantastic. Um, before that, it was "Don't Think It Won't Happen" when that was around. But of course, the the standard and the constant. Whistler statue. Thank you. Oh, see, look at this guy. He knows what's up. Um, the standard and the constant has always been within our production team. Sit down, and I'll sit you down, so I can't stray from that. But as a youngster, <laughs> the Duke was the Duke, okay. which what's, is the other barley wine. What's the Duke? It's a yeah, there it is. It's another barley wine, but it's it's you know it's it's kind of a blonde barley wine, so it throws oh, really? people off yeah. for for what it is. But yeah, um, really non-traditional. That was our right. first barley wine we made. Right. It's like you like two row, you like a lot of it, <laughs> you like some Willamette hops, so let it ride through and yeah, tell the story. It's it, it's it's nice and simple. I just it's, it's just been in the. I've been. I mean, I've been drinking craft beer now since. Texas in 92, mm -hmm. right? Uh, I was up around Kansas City, and that's when I got inter interested in Boulevard yeah. Brewing over the last 27 years. I have seen a shift from barley. Barley wines used to just be, of what they were, were they were high-gravity stouts. It was really, you know, a lot of raisiny flavors, roasted malt, right. real high, really malty. Jordan, can you get the Duke? A lot of this is going to get cut out, but I have, I, really, <laughs> I have a theory on this, is that back in the days when they started making barley wines, people didn't know what they were doing. Right. And so if you make it darker and roastier, you cover up a lot of mistakes. Sure. You know? It's easy to do. Now, this is the Duke. The Duke. That is the Duke. Versus this is Don't Be Scared. I haven't right. taken a sip out of it if you want to compare the two, but American style, sea hops. Versus a lemon hot based, yeah, it's dangerous. <laughs> Doesn't taste like twelve percent. So twelve percent, thirteen percent. Yeah, this is what we do here. We make drinkable beers that are very pungent. Those are both absolutely delicious. This is why we the, <laughs> the color profile on it. The um, the Duke is just a little bit lighter than the. Uh, don't be scared. Don't yeah. be scared. Yeah. Well, this, the difference here is uh, a slight amount of crystal malts in the don't think or don't be scared. Right. And then a three-hour boil for extra caramelization in the kettle, which gave extra color as well. But uh, when we were looking at this in the first place, it was just like the word itself was just light orange. Right. And then the extra caramelization turned into more of a burn orange, which. That's a beautiful like beer. Going for it's here. a beautiful beer. Here, let's just let's just put these right here. Yeah. Nerd alert. Hey, there we go, there we go. All right, Instagram. All right, I'm going to ask each of you individually, what's the worst day you ever had you here? You want to go to a different room or what? No. Because. <laughs> what's the worst? What? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. What's the worst day? What's the worst had? day uh, Chris Martinez leg ever had at Pedicola's? Off the cliff. The, the day that he got the hops blown all over his head. No, that, that, this is fun. <laughs> this is building character. It's, it's, it's excellent. The worst day I ever had was the time where I just started transferring a beer to the kettle from the mash tun, and the electricity in the entire building went out. 
And so I, I had no lighting. All I had was gravity flow of fluids, whether it was hot liquor to sparge with or whether it was... You, you were in the, the dark. Work, completely in the dark. Oh, shit. Yeah, and I had to transfer a 17, um, collecting 17 barrels of beer by hand. Um, so I was taking pictures of beer out of our work grant and going into the kettle. Pictures of beer out, going into the kettle. And by the t- like, I finally got a hold of somebody like, please relieve me. This is, I'm, I'm literally dying right now. Um, and then as soon as I had, I think 15, Jordan showed up and then like yeah. he, he took it to the last two. And then as soon as all that wort was collected at the kettle, the power came back on. And people started walking through the door to start their day and had no idea. And like, you look like crap. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, it, 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 it was horrible like my skin was rotting from my hands from the constant up and downs oh man but it's beer so here we are <laughs> <laughs> but it's beer so That's here we right. are yeah. Chad how about you yeah I don't know um, I came from the world of education right Right. and so I'm constantly having to back in the day what age children did you educate so I was a middle school and high school oh, band director that's the word yeah, yeah. Um, and I loved what I did, but you would have to deal with everything on the periphery, right? right? My kid is feeling this, and you didn't do this, blah, 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 blah. So I think some of my worst days here, without going into specifics, are like, hey, so, um, you know, you're doing nothing right now. Yeah, because I've been here since, you know, 2 a.m., and... You know, why are you drinking a beer at nine in the morning? Because I've been here since two a.m. <laughs> yeah, this is um, lunch. You know, you know. But other than that, you know, long days. Long, long days, and and we get that that happens. Um, but you just want to make sure that everyone in the company is putting in the same like sweat equity that you are, whether it's on a computer or out in the sales uh, force or, you know, in a delivery truck or cleaning out a mash tun yeah. or washing kegs. So. Well, and I'll, we'll get to that after Jordan. Yeah. So, Jordan, what was your worst? Well, I'll, I'll, I'll piggyback off what Chad said. Yeah. One of the things, I mean, that I kind of I kind of get a feeling, and I don't know this for a fact, but one of the things that I really get a feeling for looking at the website and then talking to you guys in the short time that I've been here and all the people that I've met, is that you guys have a real sense of team work here. Yeah, we really do. I mean, I mean, that's why if you rewind your tape and you hear the word we from Chad at the time he said it, <laughs> we. it's always exaggerated. It's just a natural instinct. So it's, it's, it's kind of a thing that I picked up, like me and my buddy um, from uh, college, Dustin, um, picked up a line from Top Gun. And it's like, no goose, we. We goose, right? Right. <laughs> right? right, right. Um, and it's and it's it, like in order to make something like this happen that we do from day to day, um, it takes a whole team. Right. So it takes we to make it happen. So we kind of try to instill that with everything that we say, no matter if it's you know ironic or unfortunate or forced or beneficial. Like you know, if someone is like. Well, I did this, and everyone says, no, we did this. Um, because we want to make it a, a team effort right. to promote the Pedicles brand, the Pedicles craft brewing, the um, you know Pedicles theme, if you will, um, across the Metroplex. Well, I will tell you, when I talked to, I put a thing out on my Instagram and my Facebook, and yeah. I said something on the podcast. I said, hey, I'm going to the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Would message me with what breweries I need to go see. Now I knew I was going to hear Deep Ellum because everybody knows Deep Ellum. Yeah. But Pedicolas name kept coming up. What all of these people I that follow it. me on social media or they listen to the podcast, they said you need to check out Pedicolas. They're really good. They make great beers. They're not as yeah. big as Deep Ellum, but you know. And, yeah. But, but I don't think success is based upon size well i mean let's go back to the old hashtag like right. size doesn't matter it right? doesn't it's, it, it's she's it's, my hallway it, it, it's quality right it's quality. 
quality of experience, quality of product. No, you yeah. go back to our, like uh, we showed you our mash time, how we don't have our, a rig, we don't, we don't You're mash doing it in. by hand. Yeah, every, everything that mashing we do. Mashing it in, mashing it out. The, yeah. only, the only mechanical, anything we have in this brew house are pumps, right? Yeah. And a boiler, I guess, sometimes. Well, uh, kind of, yeah. yeah. So like, you know, like we, 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 you know, we, 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 you know, we started this conversation, you know, about like how we're, we've worked together for so long and, and how we take such pride in our product and everything. And, and that's what it comes down to it. Like when we mash in by hand, it's arduous, it's crazy. We mash out by hand. It's, you know, you're, we always joke that we have about five muscles that are really strong. And the rest of us are just flapjacks in between. <laughs> but, 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 you guys can't see this over the podcast, but Chad and Jordan are like making some fantastic yeah. expressions. Yeah. <laughs> and also, can I make this announcement? I'm going to quit today. Oh, because I can't take it anymore. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, no, but, um, so yeah, it's 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 awesome to you know have the artisanal aspect of it. I always compare ourselves to professional athletes, right? When we're brewing. Wow, really? Yeah, always. Huh. Yeah. So I look like a professional athlete. Well, you're no LeBron James, but you're at least a Steph Curry. You, can, you know, <laughs> curling. <laughs> you know, like seriously, I, I would do would that. I'd love to do curling. There's it, a place here in DFW that I'm has that. sure there is. Yeah. This, this town has people that. All right, I've got to tell you a great Flapjack. story. All right, do it, right. do it, do it. When do it, do I it, lived it. here. And that, my good listener, will be another story for another time. So actually, they had four 15-minute quarters. But the guys, they didn't leave the ice. Yeah, a quarter is worth 25 cents. <laughs> oh, my God. This is going down a rabbit hole. So, anyway, best day ever. Okay, Chris Martinez, best day ever. What's funny is my best day is probably would be a worst day situation on a lot of people's radars. Right. There was a batch of the 2014 Duke where the barley wine that you're drinking right now. Oh, so good. Where we had it fully carbonated, but the batch of Royal Scandal that we needed that day, the carbonation stone wasn't flowing correctly, right? So we, we couldn't get the beer carbonated that we needed to actually send to market that day. And it was also in the middle of winter, 30 degrees, 33 degrees outside. Oh, my gosh. I know, well, chilling. Well, in Dallas, that's a nice day, and you stay <laughs> home, okay? So I know. I remember. So in order to get the beer out that we needed to get out, we're like, there's only one option. We pull the stone out of the carbonated beer, and we put it into the bright tank that's right. holding right. the beer that won't carbonate. Right. And so Chad and I... We, yeah, we, we, we developed a plan to pull the stone and do teamwork to just, you know, bung up the, the port that the beer would spray from once we pulled the carbonation stone away. And everyone in the company knew it was happening, and there was like five or six people hiding behind kegs with their cameras, ready to roll um, at us about to get sprayed with 33-degree beer in the middle of winter. <laughs> And 12%. At 12%, yeah. like, And so we, we, we went for it. And I had knocked left and right. I couldn't see where what was going on. Chad was coming around the corner like, I got a, a second one. I'm, I'm putting on the bung. And it, it, it was crazy. Like uh, getting sprayed in the, the eyes with 12% barley wine while, you know, like making sure you didn't lose all of it. Right. Just so you could carve it in another beer and then, you know, like hit the accounts that you needed to hit that demanded beer that day because we have a one-day turnaround from the day you call to the day we deliver beer, right? And so that was our reaction. We got shot in the face with a bunch of Duke. So the account that ordered our English pale ale the day before was able to get their beer the next day. And, and, it, that, and for us, it was a huge achievement. It, and, was, it was awesome. Okay, so the best day being when we got it done. We, yeah, we figured it In the middle it of it, it, it was your worst day. It was always exciting. All right, always <laughs> not, not so much anymore. If the same situation were to happen today, I don't think I'd be as pumped about it. But for the sake of right. moments and memories, right. that was a huge one for me. 
Jordan, I'm going to ask you next. What's the best day here? Yeah, so uh, the best day here was the the year that uh, Burnleg entered a uh, beer into the oh, yeah, GBF competition. competition. <laughs> um, it was it was a Scotch ale that he put a uh, Belgian yeast into plus candied sugar, and he got a silver medal at GBF. And I yeah, I read that. Yeah, the best day here was. I should have used that one. Uh, he was in, <laughs> he was in Colorado where we we were all still back here at the brewery watching the award ceremony and just seeing us come up on the award ceremony and being a part of that, that here. That had to be pretty awesome. It, it was it was fun. It was a great time. I think I cried a little bit, but it's like a sports cry. The yeah, sports, sports yeah. cry, <laughs> sports cry, and then. Like and then we decided when the Cardinals beat the Rangers in 2011. Yeah, I yeah right? Yeah. But, right? But you get it. You they get didn't it. win that World Series, did The Cardinals did. Oh, yeah, they the did. Rangers. <laughs> they, they were one, the Rangers were one out away That's from winning right. the World That's Series. And David Freeze hit a ball over. Uh, Look, we get it. I yeah, know. Yeah, Thank yeah. you. You Good enjoy God. hot dogs. We get it. This okay. interview is done. Yeah. <laughs> Shut it down. Ben, get Barb, <laughs> let's hang out. You want to be interviewed? Yeah, come on. You want to be interviewed? Yeah. Chad. Yes. Your best day ever here at Pinnacle. Oh, good God. I don't know. I think it, it goes back to basically like general good days. Like any of the time that I'm finishing up work and then my wife or my friends call me or text me and say, hey, uh, we're done with work. Can we come by and drink at the brewery? I'm like, yeah. And so we come by... Um, or I'm still doing cleaning cycles on the kettle or whatever, and they're, you know, drinking in our grain room, having a good time, playing 80s, 90s dance music, doing karaoke, um, and really just introducing not necessarily new people, but just people to our brewery all the time. Um, that's really what I did. That, yeah, that's fun. Yeah. That's fun stuff. Yeah. So my wife, she just... She just my wave. Merrily. She just texted me. She said, Santa Fe Sun Center Farmhouse Ale or Social Hour Hazy Wit Style Ale. Hmm. But it's not from Norway. She wants to know, no, she wants to know <laughs> what to put on. We have a choice between those two to put on tap at the, at the pub. Sun Center Farmhouse or Social Hour Hazy Wit. Ask her which one is least effective. Well, let's call her. <laughs> well, she's got to taste it first. All right. Yeah. yeah. Right. We're going to call her right now. Aren't Put it's supposed to be hazy right. anyway? First speaker. First speaker. All right, turn. Get this turn. Hello. Hi. What up, girl? <laughs> I'm interviewing the guys here at Petticola's Brewing in Dallas. How are you? I'm good. How are you? We're talking. Uh, I'm great. I'm great. You know why I'm great? I'm drinking a, I'm drinking a blonde barley wine. And yeah. they're And they're letting me camp on their loading dock tonight. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so, is there gonna be blonde barley wine on the loading dock? Uh, there's there's barley there's blonde barley wine here in the tap room. So yeah. awesome. I mean I'm I'm here for the duration. I'm not going to the campground. <laughs> hey, uh, okay. So tell me, what are those two beers that we can put on draft right now? Yeah. Okay. I would. Um, I don't know. Uh, farmhouse or Hazy Wit? Chris. If you want to sell it faster, let's go with the Hazy Wit without knowing what it tastes like. However, if you want a nice, delicate, you know, out of style for the mass populace that you enjoy more and you respect the brewery a lot, then go with the Farmhouse. All right. Chad. So I don't have an opinion. <laughs> Uh, hazy wit all day. Uh, to me, farmhouses are so unpredictable. I could give <laughs> about them. So go with the hazy wit. Okay. And and Jordan. Uh, uh, hazy wit because farmhouses are gross. All right. What are we replacing? <laughs> uh, the Agave Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Now are both of those from Santa Fe? Yeah, both from Santa Fe. Okay. Do the hazy wit. But, but here, here's my last point. The Hazy Wit I have reservations about because it sounds like some brewery is doing a beer that... It's Santa Fe. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm not going <laughs> to... They're good. Okay. Oh, they're, it, they're really good. It, it, just, it sounds, really it, it sounds good. like... Do you all clean your lines yeah. well? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. 
the lines will be hang clean. On, hang the, on, let me um, read a description. Okay. okay. All right, she's going to read a description. But in the meantime, a hazy wit to me is redundant, you know? And that's so that sounds like marketing. Here. Tropical hints of pineapple, pink guava, coriander, and mint. Now that's the farmhouse? No, that's the hazy All right. wit. Oh, that's the hazy wit. What? Okay. And what's the what's the farmhouse? Banana. Banana, bubble gum, blah 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 blah. Infected. Right. Hey, hey. <laughs> These guys here don't like wild yeast. No, we like them. We, we just don't it. like to infect the rest yeah. of them here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is going to be the most interesting it interview like that too I've many ever done. For the wit. <laughs> to I've cut back done. and forth. Yeah. It's going to be one of the most. I, like I said, I. The one I did with Sweetwater was really interesting because those guys, we were, they let me camp there too, so there was a lot of drinking involved, right? So, but, all right, so all right where are you, honey? It's a hint of agave and lime. Agave and lime? Yeah, a hint of agave and put the hazy wit on. That's a farmhouse, okay. agave and lime? Well, yeah, that, well, you gotta, you gotta understand about these guys down in Santa Fe. They like lime and they like chilies. Their winter ale has chilies and cocoa nibs in it when i went so those are both santa fe yeah they're both santa fe right. well i'd oh. say put them both on they're both great yeah get so rid of that a... this product has been sanitized for your protection more oranges yeah hey, do, you, do you guys know a guy we named sell hector so much. the names have been changed to protect the innocent do people still drink food? yes honey i love you I'll see love you too. Love you too. Love you. XOXO. Gossip Girl. I'll see you Sunday. All right. Give Cody a hug for me. All right. He's right here at my feet. All right. Love you. Bye. Oh no, that guy just died. That was rude. No, yeah, that's great for him. All right. All right. So this interview is over. <laughs> okay, no, 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 no. I have, a, I have a really interesting question from a brewer's perspective. Not from a marketing guy's perspective, not from an owner's perspective, but from a brewer's perspective. What are the challenges coming down the line for for brewers in the craft beer industry? I'm going to start with you, Chad. Uh, I think it's, it's coming out with a, like, oh, God, like coming out with something new. All right. And for the crappier drinker, uh, I think we are all traditionalists here. Right. We we love core beers, we love year-round beers, and why can't you sell those? But ultimately, at this point, the crappier drinker wants the new thing on tap, and so we're trying to come up with new beers. Right. But I think the three of us believe that the core and the true to style beers. Are going to come back around, right? Um, so we don't necessarily want to put in donuts or cinnamon rolls or you know sesame seeds into a beer um, just for the sake of calling it a different beer. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'll piggyback on that and say that's Jordan. I'm Jordan, and uh, the the light beer movement, the the superfood movement, the session movement. Yeah. You guys aren't, you're not embracing No, that. no, we're not. We're, we we want to drink beer. Right. And if, if you want to cut on calories, that's great. Drink less beer. But if, Exercise when, more. when you do drink a beer, make sure it's a good beer. Right. You don't have to drink 10 sheets to yeah. equal one good beer. Mr. Martinez. I'm going to go ahead and say, quit poking me. Uh, the consumer is still the biggest issue to craft beer. You know, right. his... History's been around for a long time, right? And how beer's been made for a long time, and I'm I'm willing to embrace to certain levels. Like I said earlier in the interview, you know the level of experimentation that we're willing to go through. We've talked about the Norwegian beer, Norwegian yeast. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, the, I think the biggest um, hiccup in our industry right now is is a lack of patience and embracing quality. Right? You don't go to right. a, your favorite restaurant and just say uh, yeah so you don't you don't go to your favorite restaurant and not order the prime rib at your favorite pri favorite prime rib restaurant right and and to me that's what it is it's it's about like quality repeatable quality over and over again that you know like eventually 
it was about right now when I realized I had lost control of the interview completely. It's about what do you what do you want as a consumer? How right. do, how, do, how do you how do you, how does the current consumer evolve with the the brewers that are you know putting out beer now? When you demand more and more um, new beers, new ingredients, you know, Dogfish had to be kind of, relevant. Yeah, Dogfish had yeah. kind of started that off, right? right. And they started doing right. like Midas Touch right. and you know, how to be relevant and all those beers, and right. like and, and they gain, gain massive relevancy right from the jump. For us, it's it's about what kind of patience and um, the, the ability to pay attention right. that the current consumer has. Attention to detail. That's right. So you guys are having a chili cook-off here tomorrow. We are. I'm going to be an honorary judge. You should. All right. I was too hungover to be a chili cook-off judge. Can I stay there until the chili cook-off starts? Or do uh, yeah, you should. Yeah. Okay, all right. They're going to shut down the streets, so you better be here before 5 in the morning. No, I'm not, I'm not leaving. <laughs> I'm self-contained, yeah. man. I got a generator. I got two-thirds of a tank of fresh water. Oh, good. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, good. what other kind of special events do you guys have coming over in, over the summer? Yeah, we have a lot of things. Uh, coming up this month, um, we are doing a 5K okay. uh, called the Velvet Hammer 5K. Um, it's a blast. It's always fun. He's about to do the same thing to me, but... <laughs> and it feels good. I'm sorry. It feels great. I'd love to tell you what we were doing, but I promised them I wouldn't, so... You're just going to have to use your imagination. Um, so we have a 5K called the Velvet... Oh, gosh. That kid's... Uh-oh. <laughs> um, Jordan, what events do we have coming up this week? Uh, we, got, we got a 5K. Uh, we also have an event coming up calling Hops and Props. Right. Uh, out in Fort Worth um, to where vintage airplanes and craft beer are right. combined. Right. And it's an absolute blast. And... Um, if you have a lot of money, you can book a, uh, a ticket on a uh, flights in flight uh, That's awesome. deal to where. So you get to sample beer while you're flying. You get to do a flight while you're flying. Yes, oh, in a vintage DC three. Okay. Um, but it's absolutely outstanding. Yeah. So you're flying around DFW in a uh, vintage DC three, and you're drinking craft beer. Yeah. So. It's really cool. So do that. How That's, much does that cost to do? Uh, so that I believe is a hundred dollar ticket. Is that all? Yeah. <laughs> and it's so. Probably fun. take you to Austin if you want. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But we, we we also partner with uh, uh, a charity organization called My Possibilities, which is a yeah, con yeah, yeah. continuing education for special needs adults. And yeah. Adults. That. That, that is wonderful. Yes. You know, so we, I mean, yeah. we have several events coming up with them. One of them is My ball. Possibilities. Yeah. Oh, we're, I'm going to put a link to that on the Facebook page. You really should, yeah. Yeah. For adults with special needs. That's fantastic. Yeah. I'm going to look into that. That sounds like My, yeah. Michael Finley, if, uh, you know, the guy that was just standing up yeah. a little bit ago, he's the lead on all that stuff. So okay. he's really heading to I will talk to him. I'll talk to him before I get yeah. out of here. Yeah. Please do. All right. Please do. Yeah. So, so we're coming out with the brew for them. Oh. They have a ball in June. Okay. So we're gonna come up with a special brew for them, and it's it's all charity. Uh, there's a ticket price to go to the ball, and every, every cent of the ticket goes to the charity. Uh, so that's coming up in the next two months. That's that's cool. Yeah. Well, guys, thanks. But before we get out of here, we're gonna do the lightning round. Five questions. Ooh. All right. Remember. Oh wait, do we need refills? Whistler! Uh, looks like Whistler! 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 <laughs> do your we job! Need, we need beers! We're going on the internet! What do you want to drink? Hops, 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 hops. Get some doctors, doctors. That's what he said. Hops. Yeah. I guess the double in the the double IPA. Doctors! Oh wait, you want to sit down, don't you? Alright. So okay. we can we can Let's go on and do the let's go on and do the lightning round. Five questions. There are no right or wrong answers. Ooh. Only right or wrong people. All right. Okay. And the 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 so uh, the category the category for the lightning round today is things that are Texas. All right. Are you ready? Things that are. Things that are Texas. All right. Davy Crockett or Sam Houston. Crockett. Houston. Crockett. Okay. 
Amarillo by Morning by George Strait or Miles and Miles of Texas by Bob Wills. Amarillo, it's a hot. Miles and Miles. Miles and Miles. All right. <laughs> <clears throat> Movies. No Country for Old Men or Lonesome Dove. No, no country, country for Old Men. No Country, yeah. No Country. All right. That was Plano, Texas. All right. All right. Hook 'em Horns or Gig 'em Aggies? Oh, shit. <laughs> Go Tigers. <laughs> All right, I'll put that as a no answer. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, and the last question. Now, pay attention here. I am from Rawls County, Missouri. Doubt it. There is only one <laughs> other place in the United States named Rawls, and that is a town that is in the western part of what state? Kentucky. Indiana. Texas. It's Texas, thank you, Tony. Oh. <laughs> Did you forget the category? <laughs> Good God. Oh. All right, Chris, Chad, Jordan. Man, this has been a hell of a good evening. Afternoon, oh, evening. Oh, come on, Gossip hey, Girl. Thanks so much, yes. man. Thanks, here we go. All right, here we go, ready? here we go. Cheers. Yeah. All right, cross, skull. Thank you for being on The Bruce Traveler. We, we, thank you for traveling, Bruce. Yes. And thanks again to Chris, Chad, and Jordan, and all of the gang at Petacolis. Alex, Grayson, Jared, Michael, Matt, John, and everybody. You were so nice. Thanks, guys, for the hospitality. It was a great experience. Uh, I believe now that there might be some stories floating around Dallas about me that don't go back to the early 1990s, but. What happens in the Big D stays in the Big D. Over on the Facebook page, I will also put a link to My Possibilities, their website. That's the program based in Plano, Texas, for adults with intellectual and developmental disabilities. I urge you to check it out, and if you can, help with a, a contribution. Any little amount is appreciated. It's a great organization with a mission of love and caring. Uh, a salute to Pedicolis for their involvement with such a great, great cause. Petacolis Brewing is located at 1301 Pace Street in the Design District of Dallas, Texas. The tap room is open Tuesday through Friday, 3 p.m. to 10 p.m., Saturday, 11 a.m. to 10 p.m., and Sunday, 12 noon until 6 o'clock. There's always something going on at Petacolis, and if you want to find out more about them, like maybe their soccer watch parties or their brewery club, what they've got on tap, and so much more. Check them out on Facebook and Instagram at Petacolis Brewing or over on their website, PetacolisBrewing.com. You've been listening to The Bruise Traveler. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, or check out our website, thebruisetraveler.com. Cheers. And cheers to you guys. That's it, folks. Please follow us over on Facebook and Instagram at The Bruise Traveler Podcast. Send me a message. Tell me what you think of the show. Uh, or if you'd rather, send me an email. Cheers at thebruisetraveler.com. Please go over to iTunes, give us a five-star rating and a glowing review. It's greatly appreciated. And as always, the soundtrack for The Bruce Traveler is so graciously provided by our friends Gaelic Storm. They're coming to Jefferson City on August 29th, so keep listening here and you'll find out how to get your tickets very, very soon. You can check out what else they're up to over at their website, GaelicStorm.com. Marketing consultation provided by Mission Digital Marketing. So, until next time, if I don't see you at the pub or at a tap room, I'll see you right back here on the podcast. Drink locally, think globally, take care of each other, take care of the earth. It's everything we've got. And merrily, as always, honey, you are the measure of my dreams. So, thanks again for listening, and so long for just a while.
I told the people of my district that I would serve them as faithfully as I had done. And since they have chosen to elect a man with a timber toe to succeed me, they may all go to hell. I will go to Texas. Davy Crockett, frontiersman, folk hero, soldier, United States congressman, who opposed the Trail of Tears resettlement of the Native Americans of the southeastern United States. Born August 17, 1786, Green County, North Carolina. Died March 6, 1836, the Battle of the Alamo, San Antonio, Texas.